to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down one movie at a time. And we are doing the Fast and Furious franchise, as this week we'll be discussing Furious 7. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with Ricky Marcelli. We have another three movies to do in this franchise, even after this one. This has been a haul, boys. Yes, it is. The Ronda Rousey of the group. Ouch. Keith Swetland. Hey, if if y'all think I'm just going to let that bullshit go that we were originally going to talk about Fast and Furious 6 today. <laughs> <laughs> that was last no, no, week, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Bring There's, it up. I know what podcast magic is, and I know what podcast <laughs> magic isn't. <laughs> Keith, stop it. letting them behind the veil. I don't know what you're talking no, about, Keith. A, is, that, is that like the fifth wall? <laughs> I, I have no idea what you... I, don't, I have no idea what you are talking about, Keith. We're doing no, Fast just, Fury 7 or Fury 7, depending on who you talk to. Yeah, FF7, The Spirits Within. Let's, let's do it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, this movie uh, is directed by James Wan. You may know him such in, uh, directing such movies as Saw, wow. Insidious, Insidious 2, The Conjuring, Conjuring 2, Aquaman, and soon to be Aquaman 2. Damn, he did Aquaman. Dude, James Wan is probably the, one of the best directors of the like 2010s then. Are you... Are you I'll, really saying I'll that say the man who directed Aquaman, like directing Aquaman makes him like all the other good like movies that were good that Joe talked about. I, you're using Aquaman to say he's a good director. Aquaman is the second best DC movie. That's not saying anything. Also <laughs> <laughs> like, a hot start. It's like saying the smallest <laughs> piece of crap is at least better than all the other large pieces of crap. Hey, I don't need to defend Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice on here. BBS, <laughs> DOJ, baby. Yeah, you don't yeah, because don't the to. best DC movie is the original Wonder Woman movie. So I don't know what we're arguing about. That's debatable. Yeah, but we're, we're going to be arguing over Fury 7. Came out April 3rd, 2015. The longest movie in the Furious franchise, I think, until maybe nine. At a runtime of two hours and 17 minutes. It's certainly not a tight 90. I'll give it to it though. It didn't feel that long. Like to me, it didn't. I was enraptured through the whole movie. <laughs> that even when it was over, I didn't realize how much time had passed. I was so into it. When when Keith texted yesterday saying I'm about to start the movie, I was like 20 minutes in, and I really wanted to <laughs> respond like, I'm 20 minutes in, and a lot has happened. <laughs> Dude, oh, you guys will appreciate like this one. <laughs> constant in this so movie. So I've I've got the gag continuing of uh, my weird way of watching this movie. I did theatrical cut and I uh, stopped it right once the right when the credits started. Well, I'll have you know you missed <laughs> absolutely nothing. There's no post credit scene in this no movie. No, pr- yeah. Uh, this movie once again stars Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, The Rock. Oh, uh, with new-ish characters. Jason Statham, who was in the mid-credit scene of Fast and Furious 6, he's in this movie. We uh, As Deckard Shaw, the brother of Owen Shaw, Luke Evans' character from the last movie. 
who is we also have, in this movie for like five minutes in a very for, decapitated form, not decapitated, dilapidated <laughs> form. A, a tomato toast, right? As a tomato, tomato toast. Potato. Uh, not nah, my potato. Uh, we have a uh, Kurt Russell as Mr. Nobody. I'm ready to underutilized. Talk about that character. Underutilized. <laughs> um, we have uh, what's her name? We did Natalia Emmanuel as Ramsey, the hacker. Uh, a we fine, also, fine actress from Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, Gal Gadot is uh, like her name's on the uh, beginning of the movie, like who stars. However, she's not even in this movie. I'll just start this off with that she was. Well, hold on, that uh, that photograph does about as much of the acting as Gal Gadot usually does. Whoa, whoa, she was good in five. <laughs> <laughs> she 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 had a deleted scene. Oh, uh, did she? Was yeah, it just like she, a flashback? No, she ish. So the scene that they shot was <laughs> it was her taking Letty to the hospital from and the four? car accident from four. Yeah. Oh God, I'm Jesus. glad they deleted that shit. That's yeah, they God, deleted that out. So. I mean, I feel like Sung Kang should be in it. We've only had to watch him die for the third fucking movie in a row. <laughs> he was. Yeah, he blew up for the... Yeah. <laughs> so, like maybe, boys... Like maybe died? <laughs> yeah, maybe, right? Maybe. Three movies. Three movies in a row they ha- they show him dying. Like, nope, he's dead. No, I assure you, he's dead. <laughs> oh, no, That's Dog why. went and got his body, brought it back to America. They had a whole funeral. He is yeah, not, dead. See, they <laughs> had a funeral for him, but not for Gal Gadot. Yeah, nothing means anything. Fucking Giselle's alive. It's fine. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> nothing oh, means hell. anything. The world sucks. <laughs> well, Shaw was still alive. Apparently, just like weirdly scarred for some yeah, okay. reason. Okay, I, I don't want to get into it too much, but like he, he was dead as fuck at the end of the, his movie, right? Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, why was he just there in a hospital bed looking all fine? That was weird. I mean, also, he wasn't Why fine. was he in a hospital bed in England? <laughs> there were so many questions I had with that part. <laughs> That sucked. That sucked. I hated <laughs> the opening. I thought it was too over the top. Like, I understand that you're trying to introduce the Decker character as like, this dude is epically badass. Look how awesome he is. But like, you spend so much of the movie talking about how he's a shadow, how he's like this awesome assassin. <laughs> but like, they just show him like using pure brute force the entire time. Like, it, how they describe him and how what they have him do don't mesh up. And it just bugs me the entire movie he always just does cute looks at grenades or mines and then throws them but i've got a theory as to that opening scene hold up hold was... up keith hold, hang on ricky give us the plot and then we can just discuss this oh sorry we got what, what if i forget it <laughs> <laughs> type it or ourselves. something <laughs> i'll write it down <laughs> mark note it buddy Man, I could do it. I I could do it right now. Judging by the our first podcast we were gonna do, I could just like say my theory now if we want. Uh, just hold. Just keep it in your <laughs> mind. Keep you know. Keep talking to yourself about gotta, it, and then yeah, you, know, I, you won't I, forget it. I got to keep edging myself and thinking about it. Yeah. Quit. Uh, well. Hang on, we're losing oh, Rick here. Hold on, so, hold on. Hey, my, my, uh, my mic. There we are. I'm so excited. Right. So I, I, I can't wait another goddamn minute. <laughs> Boys and girls, let's gather around and discuss the plot for Furious Seven. Um, 
targeted by a cold-blooded black ops assassin with a score to settle, Jason Statham, Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel, Brian O'Connor, Paul Walker, and Hobbs, who's really not in the movie that much, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, lead the returning cast across the globe in their most gravity-defying and emotional adventure yet. I've, I've got to stop using these. It's not just... <laughs> Wait, yeah, hold on. What about uh, like Dead Han and uh, my theory? What's your theory? Say the theory and I'll do the plot here. No, it was really like apropos of earlier. So I'm kind of embarrassed now. But anyways, the opening scene, we were critiquing the introduction of Jason Statham and how it was a little silly. And I've got my theory about why it was shot like that. And I think that that uh, James Wan is a big Guy Ritchie fan because Jason Statham is in like half of the Guy Ritchie movies. And I think it was a reference to Guy Ritchie movies because they were doing the like sort of weird Jason Statham style thing and like the weird, like the fast camera pans and all other like they were doing a bunch of Guy Ritchie tricks while he was walking around killing people mercilessly. And I think that's why they did that. And it came across real funny. At that, at least mm-hmm. that first, that first, those first few minutes. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that opening scene. Wasn't a big fan. So, uh, a lot of stuff that the uh, plot thing uh, get get forgets is that. Um, so yes, Deckard Shaw, the brother of Owen Shaw, is out for revenge for the crew. Um, as that story A, story B is the fact that um, Mister Nobody basically tells Dom and the crew to work for him to get a, uh, to help get a computer terrorism program called the God's eye that can turn any technological device into a weapon. So mm, they basically say a weapon. It's a, like a mass like surveillance program that just basically can find anyone anywhere at any time, which some is a people- terrifying fucking thought, by the way, that whole thing was a terrifying thing to think about. And the As US in, government having I mean, that technology. Isn't that just Alexa? Isn't that like <laughs> well no, Alexa used- can only hear, but this is like a <laughs> it's used camera on everything. Like on steroids. If it, ha- if it had a camera, it could access it and find things. Oh. So boys, what did you guys think of this movie this time around to your first go around? Well, the first one, we did like a whole lead up for seven. I remember that getting ready. We saw this in theaters. This was like the big blowout to go see Furious 7 because like it had all the lead up, all the talk about Paul Walker and all that. I enjoyed it more this time. I think this is the first movie I enjoyed more on this viewing. Like it was just, I was blown away by how good this movie was. I didn't remember it being this good. I'm kind of on the same boat there with you, Rick. Like, I, I do remember watching it. I remember being, I remember I was pretty, like, cynical about the, like, oh, they're just going to try to piece this movie together, like, right in the middle of Paul Walker, like, dying in his car wreck. And so I was like, well, there's this is going to be weird. And I remember being extra picky while I was watching it that first time about, like, oh, there's CG there. There's the weird, they did some weird editing here. There's weird editing there. And this time I just like I didn't care as much and that helped me enjoy it more. So I liked I liked it more this time than the first time. Also. I'm with you because the fact that the production of this movie started in 2013 
However, with Paul Walker passing away in November, they waited a couple months till July 11th to re- start reshooting, and then it took a year. So, uh, there was the whole thing that they they weren't even sure if they were going to finish the movie. Yeah. Like they were going to just shut, shut it down after that horrific accident. Yeah. Uh, for me, I enjoyed it more this time around because of the fact of when I watched it in theaters, I just thought to myself, I kept thinking what's going to happen with Paul Walker, Brian O'Connor's <laughs> character. So I'm like, they're going to kill him here. They're going to kill him here. No, no. Okay. But my mind was more on what, how are they going to get rid of this character instead of the movie itself? Well, and while we're talking about it, like this topic's up right now, I think that it does impact the movie. And I think it's like, even on the second time, while I didn't give as much of a shit about like trying to pick out the specific weird little weird scenes they did, like the the editing's funny in some parts, it's going to affect, it affects the quality of the movie for me. Like, it breaks the fourth wall pretty hard for me a few times where it's like, Oh, they just like did some like weird shot of Paul Walker standing there in the corner and he doesn't say anything. There's a whole lot of those shots. It's like where they like clearly didn't have like the time to like finish it. And it, it's, it's, it stands out. It stands out a little bit to me as weird. There's a lot of weird in this movie. Yeah. Like the, they did it. I will say this, this coming around, they did a really good job on the CGI Body double, stunt doubles for Paul Walker. I think just overall, the like this movie had the best CG of any Fast and the Furious. Like, I could still pinpoint when it was CG. I mean, obviously they weren't fucking flying a car between buildings and not. <laughs> That's debatable. That's debatable. But like, it wasn't jarring. Like, it didn't like no. clearly. It wasn't fucking four when they did the tanker truck thing. Like it felt in place. It didn't feel like it jumped out of the screen to me, how fake and CG it was. So I also think they didn't like over CG it. They'd seem like for the most part, they went pretty, pretty uh, realistic graphics with it. Th- there was really like one CGI moment for Paul Walker that you could totally tell it was the CGI. It was the one they were standing, looking at LA <laughs> discussing like what they're going to do. Like that's like really the only time you can go, okay, that's a complete CGI moment. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing it different. Like I'm not even talking about the CG moments. I just think like the actual like cuts are weird because I think oh. they like switched around the way that was filmed and switched oh, the yes. dialogue. Or I think, I think people said, I think people that were not Brian O'Connor were saying Brian O'Connor's lines in this movie. Oh, I see what you're talking about. I think that like, I think it was, there was, there was moments that were supposed to, that were supposed to have Paul Walker in it that didn't. And instead they just show like, like a B roll of him standing there. (laughs) I think they also added lines into the movie. Like they had to, right? Like the movie couldn't have originally been shot. And Tyrese was standing at a funeral with Brian going, I can't do any more funerals, Brian. Like they had to have gone (laughs) back and added that into the movie. Right. As much as like, they pepper you throughout this movie with just shots to the heart about the death of Paul Walker. Like through the whole thing, like they are very like upfront with you. Like, Hey, this is traumatic. And we are dealing with this trauma through this movie. Like this was just a whole cathartic thing for them. This was a love letter from the fast and the furious franchise to Paul Walker. The funeral scene took place in September. So that was him. 
No, I know him in it, but I don't know if yeah, they yeah. went back with Tyrese and added that line in. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Like, I can't do any more funerals, Brian. Yeah, there was a um, lot of moments like that where there was like, it was, and I think that's going to affect my final score in the end. There was a lot of like winks at the camera and that kind of got old to me a little bit. Oh, really? Like, See, I loved it. I thought like it added to our biggest complaint with six for you and I, Keith. Uh was that they took the heart out of the movie. There was no heart and soul in it. Oh, yeah. And I thought this movie was full of heart and soul. And it's what actually made up for me the deficiencies I had in the movie. Like, my biggest deficiencies were I thought uh, Kurt Russell and Jason Statham's characters were too over the top. Like, Oh, I love Kurt Kurt Russell. They show, like, the core group, and they're like, if we're going to have anyone, like, come into this group in any way... They have to be the most over-the-top, ridiculous characters. And I thought they went too far with those characters in that way. Um, Yeah, I can see that. And, like, so that kind of threw me off. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say bad about the movie. I really loved it. Like, I thought the action was way more on point than even in 6. I loved the action throughout the movie. Uh, like I said, the heart and soul was back. Like we had great moments throughout the movie between Letty and Dom that were really great. Uh, I thought the Brian and Mia moments throughout the movie were really great. Uh, Tyrese. I have, I view Tyrese in a whole new light (laughs) through this rewatch. Like to me going into this rewatch, Tyrese was an annoying character that like I dealt with in these movies to me now he is probably the best non-main character in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Like, he carries so much <laughs> of the scenes that aren't Paul Walker and Vin Diesel, and it's insane. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I was doing a lot of complaining just now about how they handled Paul Walker, but I think, like, on the whole, I mean, I think they did the best they they did as good as they could have. Like, I think that was, so. That's kind of what they had to do. I mean, they handled it better than like J.J. Abrams did with um, with Carrie Fisher passing. <laughs> like, in my opinion, they, they were a lot more graceful than Disney was. They're like they didn't like CG or your face like to your face right in front of you. <laughs> At least they tried to be sneaky about it. So what they did is they used uh, Paul Walker's brothers Caleb and Cody as the body yeah. doubles, and then the actor that played uh, Shepard, he was uh, Kurt Russell's like right hand man. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was also a body double for Paul Walker. Yeah. Uh, so was that, was that the parkour dude? No, that's the guy who's Kurt Russell's. Like he always complained, like, "What are these guys doing? What? What do you mean? <laughs> you want to attack this thing? That's impossible!" <laughs> Ludicrous. I've got an idea for that. I got an idea for that one. So, to continue with this Paul Walker for a moment. So I watching this, I realized they used one of the scenes from Fast Five, oh, nice. and they edited it out to make it look different. Which one? The scene of when they're on the cargo plane going to going to or leaving Saudi Arabia, Abu Dhabi, and Don, yeah, not, uh, not not the same place. You sure? Abu Dhabi and Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, not the same place. <laughs> I know my map, sir, and I'm dead on. Very, no, no, very different countries. So like we're, they're close to each other, but they are different countries. No. Mm, potato, <laughs> potato. No, I actually don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> but, you can uh, think all you want, but the truth is the truth. 
so the with them with them talking with uh dom and brian talking and like letty's laying on the bed like on the chairs listening in that's the shot that's the scene from fast five when dom and paul uh, brian are talking about being a father they just edit it to make it look like a new scene nice it, it's when they get to Brazil. They they do the. No, I know what you're talking about. I just they're sitting on the like outside. That, they're very similar scenes. No, no, no. They are the same scene. It's the same. Uh, Brian. It's they. They just use uh, Paul Walker's. They just cut him out and put him in this movie in that scene. Bonkers! What they can do with oh, technology. Wow. Yeah. So it's like not a body double. It's just they just put the scene there, and Vince is talking to. So what scenes did he actually shoot? Like that was actually him on the bus, right? Yes. Um, I, I've been looking to see how much of the movie was filmed before his passing. And I just still haven't found it yet. Like on Wikipedia, it says. Cause it would, I think the scenes obviously with him picking up Jack and the house yep. exploding is him. Yeah. One of my fucking favorite scenes too. Like, there's a lot of aspects to this movie that I realize now that a lot has changed in my life from when it originally came out, like becoming a dad, um, losing my own father, like a lot of the aspects of my life that go back into rewatching this now play really like pull at my heartstrings. So I think that's why I enjoyed this movie so much more now, because it hits a different note for me now. Uh, that uh, scene where he gets the door closed and then explodes against it was like. Mm, wow, that was a kiss scene. I love that scene. <laughs> I like the, the audio was nice. I like the crunch, like when he oh, hits the ground. Yeah, that was brutal. Good. Yeah, that was good. They used Peter Jackson's Weta digital visual effects, which they used to make Gollum and Lord of the Rings and Caesar and the Planet of the Apes franchise. Thank Isn't you, Andy that what, they, what Disney based their new like shit off of? Yeah. Is that, how so they parade, is that how they parade Carrie Fisher's corpse around? Yeah. <laughs> that no, Keith, it's the platform they used to do the Mandalorian. Oh, oh, okay, never mind. I was just being cynical again, I guess. <laughs> you being cynical? Never. <laughs> I, so I want to, I'm looking into it. I, I want to say maybe 60 to 70% of the movie was filmed. Like, I remember it was a pretty good chunk. Like, yeah, it was a really good Because it was definitely chunk. him for most of the final sequencing, too. Yeah. Like the when for some reason they decided to bring a war to Los Angeles. Ima- okay, they- that part was so funny because imagine they get on like a 13 hour flight while they're all pissed off and heated and they have to like just sit there and stew for 13 hours while they fly around the world. <laughs> that that when, shit cracked me up. <laughs> when they were in, when Mia and Brian were in the Dominican Republic, the garage scene. It was a deleted scene from Fast Five that they used. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, like, you could tell, like, that a lot of that, like, where they did the shots of Mia talking and it was the back of Brian's head. I'm like, that is clearly not Paul Walker's head right now. Yeah. That that's, the scene, stu- that's the stuff that stuck out to me that I was complaining about earlier, where it's like, oh, that's just, like, not, they just, like, meant to have him here, but he's not. <laughs> there was two, well, but there was- I mean, he's there. They were just using body doubles. Yeah. But I mean, like you said, though, they're doing the best they could in like a yeah. traumatic situation. Yeah. Because like, I mean, this wasn't just like co like they lost a co-worker like these people really mm-hmm. were like and still are really fucking close. Uh, yeah, I'm amazed that they like kept the series going 
is they like i mean brian was just brian was always the like like i like i compared him to the like default creator character on an rpg so like, <laughs> so he was he's easily replaceable but he's very necessary so you always have you need you, like you need that role going forward i would like i agreed with you through the first four movies but like Paul Walker became so good in five through seven, even with the diminished role he had in six. And then obviously the role, his role diminished in seven because of what happened. Like the best movies in the franchise to this point, obviously we have not gotten till nine yet. I do know I, unless eight completely changes what I have in my memory is not going to be better than five or seven. Um, <laughs> the best movies are when Vin Diesel and Paul Walker were at their best. Yeah, when those two are together, like that's that's when I agree that that's when the series is the best. And like, and the only frame of reference we have past that was eight. And like, I think it's a big ask for Vin Diesel to have to carry the series on his own. I'm now realizing, you, like, you needed that secondary character for him to play off of. And I think they wanted to make it rock. And we'll talk about this in eight. But like, I hate the dynamic between Hobbs and Toretto. Like, and they tried to like make it seem like they were brothers now. Like Rock was like, "Let me talk to you like as a brother thing," and just like that whole scene came off so like just. Bleh well, they me. haven't. They didn't earn it. They didn't earn it. It's like they're 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 asking for too much from the audience with that. Well, it almost seemed like it was just like Rock's character thinking that, and Trello's just like, "Whatever, dude. I fucking hate you. Why are you talking to me?" <laughs> Yeah, you're just some, you're just some asshole cop in a bed that broke his arm. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Again, the shittiest cop ever, right? Yeah, yeah. Like so, through these movies in five, his entire team got murdered. He allowed valuable technology to get stolen in six, and he fucking broke laws by abusing people. And let's not forget that Hobbs murdered a guy in five. <laughs> <laughs> And now That's in seven, true. he lets someone break into his compound and fucking beat the shit out of him and steal stuff and gave up the information, I might add, that got Han killed. And he's guilty of the worst crime of it all. Remember, I'm, I'm bringing back my, my reference from the first few episodes about how Fast and Furious movies are like really corny, fake Gen X Facebook dads. And he is such a Gen X fucking Facebook meme dad in this with his like, this is little cute daughter. And he's being all tough guy and like saying a bunch of tough guy shit, but he's like, "Oh, he sure loves his daughter." Like they, that's so corny. It's so it's it's too much. <laughs> and let's not like discount the fucking OSHA violations. There's no way OSHA would approve you just having guns strapped to the bottom of tables, as there was <laughs> in the Rock's place of employment. That's not safe. Like, what if the work staff is just cleaning and accidentally triggers that thing? You think you think Hobbs Hobbs gives a damn about uh about he OSHA? does not he does not <laughs> so let me ask you guys what do you guys think of the two new characters we have we have Deckard Shaw the Jason Statham and the Mister Nobody by Kurt Russell I wish they would have left more of Shaw to question like I would have they would have made him more mysterious instead of the brute force that they went with. I thought the brute force was too much and over the top and kind of just like, I get it. He's a tough guy. Like you don't need to like keep explaining to me at every fucking possibility how tough he is. Yeah. There's a, he just like brutally grenade kills that dude in the beginning. That was so gross. 
<laughs> Here, hold on to this. No, the, obviously, I'm different from your guys' view on this, but like, I thought Kurt Russell's character was too over the top. Like, especially in that scene in Abu Dhabi where he just like he watches his right hand man die, and he just goes, "Ha ha ha! Watch me just mur- like be able to kill all these people now." And as I get shot in the back, I'm going to give Toretto a wink. Fucking bonkers, weird scene, by the way. That was well, just fucking weird. In the extended edition, it goes longer. <laughs> I didn't watch that one. Theatrical for me. I watched extended edition. <laughs> like he turns around, winks at Toretto, and then gets shot in the back. I was just like, "What is happening right now?" Jesus. Because they See, want he. I would say they uh, say that Kurt Russell. The the rumor in Indorendo is that his character is from a. Uh, is from another movie that Kurt Russell did in 1988, Tequila Sunrise. That they think that he, the character from that movie, got into this shady government job. Huh. Cross universe going on here, huh? Kind of, but they don't know if it's true or not. You know. See, I I agree with a bunch you said there, Rick, but I'm just like I think Kurt Russell can just own it. Like he's a he's a cool actor. I think he can like chew up a scene. So like. I'm willing to like. I accepted it. Look past some of that shit, but one thing I like, I didn't quite grab like who he was. I mean, Mister Nobody was the point of his name, but like I didn't quite like get his mission. Like I don't know what like who, his mission. His mission was just to gather God's eye and stop Deckard Shaw. Yeah, I mean, was he like? Is he attached to the government? Is he like some yeah. other organization? Yeah, it's a it, it's a black site government organization it's like men oh, they go to the head they go to that fucked up prison that's right <laughs> yeah. and it's another whole thing that just kind of like annoys me about seven and six it's just like i hate them like in seven it's better that they're kind of just like forced into the situation more than like what six was where it's just like hey we work for the u.s government who are the good guys now oh yeah <laughs> even though like everything they portray about the U S government through all these movies is the U S government sucks. Cause it does. <laughs> um, like I hate them being like, Oh yeah, we work with the government now. Fucking America. <laughs> like I fucking hated that aspect of six. Like, and it's better in seven to where it's kind of like their hand was forced, <laughs> but I still hated it. I hate them being on that side. Like I want them to be like the, fucking anti-heroes i want them to just kind of like be doing their thing and it's not really for like the greatest cause they're just doing it to do it yeah i mean the like the the politics of fast and furious has never been that great but especially since they introduced like since they introduced the rock who's like this just like badass cop soldier dude it's <laughs> just like that doesn't help things so you really got you really got like as we as we move forward through the series you got to do more and more eye squinting yeah like, <laughs> but boys we've forgotten to talk about the most important thing of fast seven we went back to race wars boys loved it loved it <laughs> we invented it <laughs> but it got it got it got really corporate since the first fast and the furious yes it did yes it did but there were a lot of very hot ladies taking showers and scantily clothed. It was, mm, it was a plus. I was yeah, a big I, fan. I I got uh, I got to show off one of the notes I took. That there was a first the first gratuitous butt shot was four minutes into the movie. <laughs> so good. And that lady who was doing like the being the releaser for the races, I'm like, mm, 
Perfect. <laughs> I, I know you're ready. <laughs> that was pretty funny. No, I've got a... Yeah, no, that was... Four minutes was impressive. And then, oh, also on top of further horniness stuff, the, the rock in his very, very first second you see the rock, he's wet. <laughs> right? He was like, what the fuck are you so sweaty about? And why? He just worked out. He just worked out. Why are you waiting until you get back to your desk and are doing paperwork to dry dude, off? Dude, Hobbs is the wettest boy, man. He's such a wet boy. <laughs> he, he, he literally says... I, I just got done working of, out. Yeah. yeah. Right, but, yeah. but he's clearly not just done working out. He's do he's in the middle of paperwork. <laughs> I've done plenty of stuff after working out before I go shower and do stuff in between. Yeah, but, yeah, you but still, you're not you drenched wet? in sweat. <laughs> he wasn't drenched in sweat. He was just wet. Also, just I wet. love the what's her we still can't remember this chick's name. Her name's Elena. Elena actually comments on it. It's like, why are you always wet? <laughs> Uh, the song Delirious by Steve Oki uh, was playing at Race Wars. His sister is Devin Oki, who played Suki in Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, thank nah, God. I don't, think that, I don't think they like. This movie just that, got a star. Funny. Oh, God. <laughs> but Keith, Keith, I think Keith is the one who has to talk about this because he's the music guy. Keith, who else was at Race Wars? Oh, my God. Yeah, the Black Widow herself, Iggy Azalea, shows up. It was so nice. Yeah, I've got a. I was prepared enough for this shit that I was. I pulled up an article about Iggy Azalea being in that movie. I guess that <laughs> I'm on an. It's on NME. There's a someone wrote a piece about how her the simple fact of her presence in the movie like angered a large enough amount of fans to where it like made the news. How like people were claiming that she ruined the movie. <laughs> for her- I mean, she delivered her single line better than any of Ronda Rousey's lines. So she was in the movie for 15 seconds. And hold on, I got a, I got a clip from an interview. Okay, oh, this is gold. So Iggy Azalea on working on Fast 7. I'm, I'm, I'm still scared of acting. Just for me to say two lines, it took like 16 hours of setting up and going over. And I definitely have an appreciation for actors now. <laughs> and like, I mean, <laughs> she, she was super popular at the time. Like she was supposed to be the next like big female rapper. Didn't yeah, work out a, for her. Well, it was a what was it twenty twenty fifteen? Iggy is it? I have to look. I have to line it up with her singles. But Iggy Azalea was pretty big shit for a while. Like there was there was a period of time where Iggy Azalea was uh, she 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 had to have been number one. I, I'm not. However, you rank music back in twenty fifteen, I don't know, but like she was she was number one in some people's hearts. Also, let's be, I mean, it was a big part of also why I love Seven, is there's so many callbacks to, like, the original, like, just the movies throughout. To me, this felt like a Ja Rule callback. Just having oh, yeah. a shitty, mediocre rapper in it. Just, it felt great. I loved it. I know, I wish, I wish they would have given her more lines and had her struggle through them more. That would have <laughs> been funny to, like, just watch her, like, just read teleprompters. She should have been, like, a racer who got promised a dude three-way. You could have been, like... <laughs> What what's a good male equivalent to Monica? <laughs> Steve. Steve. <laughs> yeah, that's like two uh, big Black dudes Widow. A dong. Uh, Black Widow came out in 2014. Yeah, yeah that so makes she's sense. like at her peak at this point. Oh yeah. Well, they did that with Furious Six with um, what's her name? Rita or what? Uh, the chick who was with. Iggy Azalea? No. Was the, she in six? 
No, the one in six is the one that does the race between Dom and Letty. Was it Rita Ora or something, right? They really? Is that her? Yeah. But she does a, I mean, I'm just saying she does a song with Iggy. Like that Black Widow song has Rita Ora uh, in it. I want to say that was Rita Ora, but. Rita Ora fast. Yes, <laughs> you were correct, Joe. You nailed oh, it. Dude, that was like. Fucking good call. Yeah, yeah, big big Rita Ora fan over there. <laughs> do, you, do you guys want so guys take a guess who they wanted Mr. Nobody to be? Oh, there's Matthew McConaughey. Three Tom three Hanks. actors. There's three actors. One turned it down. Matthew right. McConaughey, um, Ben Stiller, and uh, Owen Wilson, Denzel Washington, Tom Cruise, and Tom Hanks. All right, who, okay, out of the three of you, out of, who turned down the role? Uh, McConaughey turned down. He wanted to get high and bang his bongos naked. Uh, understandable. Keith, <laughs> who turned it down? Who turned it down? Oh out my. of your three, Sylvester, you just said. Sylvester Stallone turned it down. No, out of your three, you just did. Oh, Idiot. God. Who turned it? Well, hey, Jesus. fuck you. No, really, no, Tom Hanks turned it down. I'm not playing this fucking game if you're going to insult me. I'm not. I'm just asking who turned it down. At, if you heard my question, I said, who turned it down out of the three you just guessed? Hey, Joe, Tom, I heard it. Yeah, hey, thank Tom you. Hanks turned it down and also eat my ass. <laughs> till I die, buddy. Till, till I, I die. Eat my ass till you die. Well, dumbass Keith, you got one right. It was Denzel. No he, shit, really? He was the one that turned it down. I can see that. Dick, Denzel good. Washington's too good for that. However, they wanted uh, Taylor Lautner. <laughs> what? And Man. or Halle Berry for the role. Taylor Lautner from our okay next series on Fake Movie Experts. <laughs> I won't. I won't have you. Uh, I won't. So I won't have you guess these names, but there was like a room. There was rumors going around how they wanted to replace Paul Walker and and have like Brian O'Connor still be in the franchise and Dom another NPC. (laughs) Like yeah, like Dom's like nothing's changed, dude. (laughs) Could you imagine if they'd done that? How mad people, understandably, would have been. Like motherfucker, it's not the eighties. You can't do that shit anymore. (laughs) <laughs> but James Wan denied all these, like all the uh, the idea of just replacing Paul Walker with oh, somebody. But I'm sure it's like some shitty movie executive who has no idea what the fuck he's talking about came up with the idea. Oh yeah. So here are the weird names that they thought of to replace Paul Walker. Uh, is it the right one? Yes, Jason Lee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Justin Long. Oh my God! Are they just Bill going Hader. for JLs? Bill Hader. Bill Hader. <laughs> he was still on SNL, wasn't he? Yes, then? he was. Uh, Patton Oswalt. Oh, they were going to oh. go funny. They were going to go funny. Yes, they were. Jack Black. None of these people even kind of resemble Paul Walker. Uh, three more. <laughs> Will Forte. Oh my God. Hold on, Seth Myers. Was he one? No. <laughs> I swear to God, if you say Jimmy Fallon, I'm going to find this movie executive myself and punch him in the face. Jim Parsons. Wide Shrew. Oh, no. 
Jim Parsons? Who the fuck is Jim Parsons? Uh, the Big Jim- Bang Theory guy. Yeah, the- oh my god. The guy who plays like the super Zinga. The main guy? Yes. He's gay. And- Young Sheldon? And- yes. He's Sheldon. Or and Sheldon, Neil- I guess and- old Sheldon. <laughs> and old Sheldon. And Neil Patrick Harris. I'm what? I'm mad now. I wish you would not have <laughs> given me this information. I didn't need this in my life. I'm just upset. Do you think they're gonna make an old Sheldon? Yeah, it's called Big Bang Theory. I don't want to talk about that. This is the Big Bang Theory podcast. No, I don't. Hey, welcome to the Big Bang Theory. You know, especially because I used to like that show in the original seasons, and then it got real bad. Uh, So uh, here's a fun fact. I switched the mood up. The movie uh, has uh, has the largest number of bald actors in the main cast in one film. Vin Diesel, Statham, Dwayne Johnson, Tyrese, and Damon Hausu. Who's uh, checking this information? I, I don't yeah, know, I, but I don't, it, I, I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it barely beats Alien Three. Wow. Okay. Never mind. That's probably if they're referencing Alien Three. <laughs> that's probably yeah. a pretty accurate list. Never mind. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they all uh, were everybody in Aliens. Damn, they're bald. So. Let's talk about we find it. We get to see Vin go to Tokyo after the fact that, like we said, that Decker Shaw's idea is to oh, here we go <laughs> is to destroy, he, kill. He, he blew up the house, guys. He, he blew up the house. The house. I don't get how like Vin instantly knew that there was like a bomb inside the box. Like he gets the random phone call from Tokyo, and he's like. You know, Dominic Toretto, you don't know who this is, but I'll get you. And then all of a sudden, you're like, what? (laughs) He's just, he's fucking brilliant, dude. He just sees this shit. He's got a fifth eye. Yeah, Yeah, he's got the family eye. He's got family, family. Would would the bomb would have blown up if he opened the box? Was it on a set timer? I feel like it was a remote detonation. Because I feel like Statham wanted to make the call and be like, yo, bitch, I'm coming for your bitch ass, bitch. And then blew it up. So Dom, if he opened it earlier, could have stopped the bomb from blowing up the house. Maybe. I mean, who knows how long that... Bo- I mean, it could have, like, just had gotten there. Because it seemed like they just came out of the house and was like, Yo, a package arrived, Dom. <laughs> from Japan. So we go... We, so Dom goes to Tokyo. We get the beginning of the... end. We, we see the ending again of Tokyo Drift. I kind of wish they'd refilmed the Bow Wow scene so Bow Wow could have been like 10 years old. Current. Too. Yeah, right. <laughs> that would have been, been too funny wow looking. That would have been too funny looking. Uh, but we see the ending and we see the return of Lucas Black, Sean from Tokyo Drift. Not not a minute older. <laughs> they could have just. still 17 at 25. You know, they could have replaced Paul Walker with Lucas Black. That would have made sense. Except he would have had a shitty accent the whole time. Yeah. And apparently but, it's just his voice. Um, yeah. No, it's a dumb accent. And I think he fakes it. But, like, <laughs> that would have at least narratively made sense. He's just some, like, oh, shit kicking. Like you mean, like, not, like, actually be Paul Walker. But no, like, like, if he would have come over and, like, stood there. Because he's just some, like, just boring white dude. <laughs> just would have showed up. He and, is like, hands down the worst part of Tokyo Drift. <laughs> so he, So the actor in real life at the time... How old, was, how old? Tell me. I'm so was, excited. I'm so uh, excited. Oh my! That was the only car- text we got from you in this entire. You're, usually, we'll get like a couple texts peppered throughout when you're watching a movie. All we got was he's supposed to be 17 in this shot. 
Yeah. Well, he, was... he's he's thirty two. <laughs> Dude, I don't. I mean, the, it looks so good for thirty two. This we're looking at each other in a, in a call right now. I clearly look exactly the way I looked at seventeen at thirty three right now. So That's like, I understand what they are going for. So yeah, you know, he aged ten years in that. Uh, after that ten Dude, second it a, race, it was a hell of a drift race. Oh, I guess. And he lost. Well, apparently, yeah. The new DK got his ass handed to him. Well, and what what was that dumb fuck line they repeated? That like I, I thought American Muscle couldn't drift or something. No, Vin says, "Who says American?" Yeah, that's muscle right. Can't that's drift. right. Yeah. Like, didn't we just spend an entire movie ending with an American car drifting because you put a fucking shitty Nissan 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 Skyline engine in it? <laughs> yes, but I'm still mad about that. But it's the fact that um, Vin didn't have to soup it up. Is like one of the reasons why. Uh, well, he's goddamn Dominic Toretto. It is true. We he we, used to we, drive a shitty tuner. He used to drive a Mazda RX seven. I mean, yeah, but and he, he also making, had his badass muscle car in the garage. Yeah. That car could not die, as they made that joke in the first movie. Like Fast and Furious series thinks it gets to run away from Fast and Furious one and two, which were all just a bunch of like silly Hondas and Toyotas hey, driving hey around. Keith, they run away from one, two, three, and four, sir. <laughs> you can't uh, run away they really from undo fast. almost everything from those movies. They're like, they oh, re- Betty's dead. Nah, she ain't dead. She ain't dead. Giselle ain't dead. As the nope, only thing we see of Gal Gadot, that's what I said. She's not dead. The only thing we see of Gal Gadot is a photo that Han had in his uh, car and the necklace that Toretto had for all five. That uh, shot through at the camera in yeah. six? Yeah. And, uh, end credit scene in six. Yeah, they reshot that in or just threw in that shot to make it. They legitimately More. make it that you'd never have to watch Tokyo Drift. Like yeah, the only you know. important parts of Tokyo Drift are shown to you in three straight movies of um are just in six and seven. Like don't don't watch Tokyo Drift then apparently. Wait, they like, really don't want you to. Like Brad Taylor's gotta come back, right? Nope. He was pretty important. No. Nope. No. <laughs> no. He, he's literally he's legitimately about to go to jail in the city we live in. Yeah, but they can like do cool shots of him. He could be like he could be like uh, what's his name from Fast and Furious, the Braga. The, Braga, he could be like Braga. Oh God! <laughs> Damn you, Sean! You got me in prison. Now I'm Braga, but you know <laughs> they locked me up for hooking an ashtray at my wife. <laughs> I can't pinpoint what my favorite like segment is in this movie because like. Essentially, once they do like the whole setup where Mr. Nobody is like, all right, Dom, you're going to do this. And like he calls in his team and they set everything up. You get the segment of them racing on the mountainside. Then you get Abu Dhabi. Then it's L.A. I love all three of these segments so equally for how ridiculous the action is throughout the whole thing. And just the horny, the horniness level in Abu Dhabi is off the chain. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was a good party they were at. <laughs> Dude, they had dancing, very scantily clad statues. I feel like the only thing is they should have gone for the hard R and those statues should have been nude because I feel like those statues really would have been nude. 
you know what there was like the, there's like the deadpool trend that kind of started where like r-rated comedy action movies are kind of cool a little bit now oh but they can get away with an r-rated fast and furious if like what if that's how they end the franchise they just go like super gore gratuitous nudity it could be like a Logan thing, but with Vin Diesel instead of Wolverine. <laughs> it's like 30 years in the future. He's all old and decrepit. Everyone's dead. He's just really sad and depressing. Yeah, Listen to Johnny, uh, Johnny Cash is hurt. <laughs> in the desert. Vaughn is still around, but he's decrepit and mad at everyone. He's died. He died one more time before that again. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh... And with this movie, everybody gets another uh, another uh, a scene or two to shine. Joe, I hope you're like in reference of this is the reference to Tyrese owning the crowd in Abu Dhabi. Well, you have, well, you, have you have Tyrese owning the crowd in Abu Dhabi. You have Tyrese saying that he's the leader to set up their plan. I love you that have scene. you have Letty's character. Beating up Ronda Rousey. I, I don't Ugh. care what Keith says. I love that fight. You got you have <laughs> Ludacris's character, and when Luda and Ramsey are trying to hack in the guy at the party, and the guy shows up, and Luda just kicks his ass within three seconds. What that was? That felt bonkers to me. Like that came out of nowhere, and they <laughs> they never even address it either. Just like it happens, they're like, "Yeah, Ludacris can kick people's ass. Don't worry about it." It's one of it's one of those. We had a life before. I want to uh, know situation. what his life before was. Was Ludacris like some sort of like government like hacker? He's a cop. Yep. I feel like he <laughs> yeah. was, I feel like Luda's ex-military. Oh, he was a DJ at pool parties. That was his fucking job. <laughs> no, okay, that's when he got out. That was his after. I'm talking about before that. They. It's all retcon. He's a DJ at pool parties. He's a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we find out in this movie that uh, <laughs> Mia's pregnant, so this is one reason how they can get Brian Paul Walker's character out of the movie franchise in what? a way. Oh yeah. Why was her role so diminished in this one? Like, her role's her whole... diminished in every movie. But like after five, they're just like, "Nah, fuck you, Mia. You don't even get to be Oracle anymore. You're just like off being a damsel." Well, her job is literally just to be a vehicle for Paul Walker to be dead on. Like she, she just needs to be like during like, sex. Or <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I bet Paul Walker laid that pipe. Well, yeah, oh. he's having two kids now. You know. Yeah, he's capable of he's capable of injecting loads, but that's it. <laughs> but well, like I said, I, I don't said know why I said that. I'm uh, sorry. That was that was gross. I'm sorry, listeners. That was lewd. <laughs> that was, I said that was, I. S- I said this in the first uh, movie, like Jordana Brewster's character, Mia is just there to yell at Dom to stop. And then she was, she had her one big role as the Oracle in fast five, but then she's nothing in, in six and seven. I don't remember if she does anything in eight. At least she doesn't from do, the trailers, I don't think she does. Well, at I mean, least I from the trailers, she is, she is something <laughs> in nine. I will say well, this the, about nine. The only thing, one line I saw is the women kick ass in the movie. That's all I saw. So for nine, but yeah, I'm, do, do I'm you loving think the buildup <laughs> of Michelle Rodriguez kicking people's asses so far yeah. through uh, six and seven. So I hope they, I don't remember if that happened again in eight, but I hope that's a like continuing trend. I love Michelle Rodriguez getting fight scenes against women who can't act. <laughs> well, I mean, we've talked about it before. Women in these movies are generally like, just eye objects. candy. 
like objects for men to emote over, whether it's positive or negative, like they don't serve their own interests. They serve the interests of like the male leads. So like, I like that. That's why it makes sense for me for Jordana Brewster was just like a character to be on the phone with and like be emotional with. That's all she was like really good for. So like, At least that's... Letty like had like kind of wasn't that for a lot of movies, but still was. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The let Letty be, you know, a more prominent, you know, like when they. If she had her own about, problems. Yeah. yeah. Like we find out that she's starting to get her memory back at, with glimpses and flashes throughout the whole movie until the end when we find out that it's all sure. back. To be honest, I honestly thought she had them back a lot sooner. Me too. My memory, I was just like, oh, she got it back like halfway through the movie. and But for some reason, she was playing coy. <laughs> I mean, it's like, kind of that. Like, they're slowly coming back to her through the movie. Yeah. But, I mean, what did... I mean, the biggest thing we learned, though, is that, one, Dom is a cheating piece of shit. He cheated on his wife that he thought was dead. Quickly, hey. very quickly. Because <laughs> hey. they're married, apparently. They got married in the Dominican Republic and then Dom left her. <laughs> very, also very quickly. <laughs> very weird. Like, again, just well, shows how bad four is. Ladies alive, peace out. <laughs> I have to, like, we have this whole wedding where we talk about being ride or die. But I'm just gonna leave you on. Oh, four. the worst vows ever! <laughs> Those were so silly. You ride, I ride. You die. Like, I guess I'll die too. Like, you oh, are the let- you are the clutch to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your brake to your gas. I'm your shaft. Oh yeah, your- there's ten ten thousand shitty metaphors. <laughs> you know. it is kind of funny how like. You got the A-list showdown between Vin Diesel and Jason Statham. Maybe B+. Plus. I think A might have been a bit kind to the two of them as actors. So B+, plus showdown between the two of them. Oh, was that, the, was that the, I'm going to break your finger in six different places? Well, just like they're, like they're building their rivalry. Like that's what they're yeah. doing. And then, but we also get like the C rivalry between Paul Walker and Tony Jaa. <laughs> they're like hey you are clearly a step below these other two guys but we'll give you guys a head-to-head rivalry as well well and as point, we've seen it's funny because as we've seen in previous movies like paul walker's character is clearly like the one of the best fist fighters yeah, dude, he <laughs> kicks people's ass yeah. he had to face like five people on that bus and he beat them all uh-huh this was like tony jaw's uh first i know he didn't speak a lot of english but this was his first english movie <laughs> like that he spoke English and like I remember him being like the rumors of him he was supposed to be like the next um Jackie Chan Jackie Chan because of him doing his own stunts he did Akbang Ong Ong Bak and I saw that in theaters and it was cool that was the but elephant it, movie yeah okay continuing the theme of me being shitty at paying attention to these movies is that the parkour guy yes okay yes. yeah he was the dope. guy the Loved guy it. in like the tour bus <laughs> okay yep that was good the guy who in the scene where they're running through a building in la <laughs> i really just wanted to do a sweet like parkour move and end up just like stuck like in a closet or something be like well <laughs> fuck what do i do now <laughs> uh tony like there's a lot of like 
C plus B minus level actors in this movie. And I kind of love it. Like it's kind of perfect for fast and the furious. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, and you, we have to yeah, bring Kurt up- Russell stuck out a little bit because of that point there. It's like, he, <laughs> he's, he's, he was very he's too big. He's almost a little too, I mean, I love, I'll still stand by that. I liked him too, because he's like, is Kurt he Russell. that big? At the end, twenty in twenty fourteen. No, that, that's a good. I point, think just overall, though, like Kurt Russell is like namesake. Act, he has a lot like, of you namesake. Know, when, like, a lot of people would have seen Tony Jaw show up yeah. on screen and been like, "Who the fuck's this guy?" But like, yeah. I feel like a larger portion of people are going to be like, "Oh fuck, that's Kurt Russell." Well, and Kurt Russell is so capable of reading the stupid dialogue they write for these movies and like treating like, it seriously. I mean, you're talking well. about the man who made a cult classic out of fucking trying to get out of new york in la keith for 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 kurt russell i'm looking at his imdb he had two movie three movies before this movie before fury seven that you probably cannot name the last big name movie that he did was death proof and and grindhouse in 07 yeah that makes sense no kurt russell's big like he he peaked at the thing (laughs) yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was Pete Kurt Russell was the this thing. This started kind of his comeback though, because then he played yeah. the main villain for um Guardians 2. And he he was ego in Guardians, and then he did the Santa Claus movies. And oh, then... he's in he's in a couple, he's in Tarantino, isn't he? In the Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yep, yep, he was yep, in Once yep. Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Another but, I no. we'll talk about it when we get to Guardians. I don't really like the shotgun Guardians. I I thoroughly enjoy Kurt Russell. I'm a huge Kurt Russell fan. Um, I love I loved him in this movie. I, I was gonna say, Keith, I bet you love the fact that they once again had to put that Corona. Oh Jesus! That's I like him. That you know, advertisement him. in the middle of the movie. Was I don't so think good. it was. I think it was honest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was honest at all. I he, think it was. They literally reference. brought the bucket out of the fucking Corona commercials. And they pointed the point of the camera right at Keith. He he. Kurt Russell pour, pours a beer from tap, and he's like, "Oh, this is some good uh, a Belgium ale. You should try it." And Dom's like, "No, I'm good." His I'm a Corona guy. Dom, then bam, Dom and his like I, his like fucking baby ass like taste bud palate. He wouldn't try a new beer. <laughs> like, what, like, he so had funny. he pulled the bucket of Corona out and making sure that the Corona logo is on the. Why would he assume they have Corona? He Why didn't he? assume. He said, "I only drink this." And then <laughs> fucking Mister Nobody's just like, "I know it, buddy," and That's then slapped a bucket down on the table. That option is also very weird. Where it's like the situation was like, he's like, "Come have a beer with me," and then he shows up, and then he's like, "All right, here I got a beer for you." He's like, "I'm sorry, I only drink Corona." <laughs> also, just a weird situation. Hey, we're talking about a really important thing about like this fucking crazy technology that's come have a beer destructive to the world here have a beer oh no you don't want this beer here have a bucket of the beer i know you love here have four (laughs) it's like it's like we were talking about in fast and furious six about how owen shaw had a photo of letty and dom from a dinner you know like they (laughs) find their ways they find their ways to get their information especially with mr nobody being part of a secret government Okay, check this shit out. It would have been a better scene if Kurt Russell knew that he only drank Coronas and was like, "He did, Keith." He oh my tried. god, watch the fucking movie, dude. No, no, no. He had. To, I mean, he had the bucket. It's clear he had the bucket. He knew wish- he did. He just tried to offer him one, and he's like, "Oh, 
And then boom. Because fucking Vin says I only drink Corona and fucking Mr. Nobody literally says, I know that. And then slaps the bucket down on the table. But they should have let off with that. You've been like, he could have should have poured himself the beer, not said a goddamn word about it. And then just gave him a Corona and like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, but then it doesn't really lead up to the whole slapping the bucket down on the table. Like it's the goddamn advertisement. Well, yeah, it's that's trying the... to be the joke of seeing he, he knows he only drinks Corona. <laughs> so he was trying to see if he wouldn't drink the the other beer, then he's like, no, I already drink it. So he's like, oh, fine. Here you go. Okay. Boom. Okay. You guys didn't like that last one about this. No, shit. no, no. no hear, hear me out. I hear would me just out. appreciate it if you actually paid attention to the fucking movies we watch for this podcast. <sighs> you guys. Do you, do you even want to hear it? Do you, do you want to hear my next thing? Is it too much for you to take two hours and 17 minutes out of your day to pay attention to what we're doing right now? I, you guys, you're, I, I don't have much to argue on here because I literally watched the theatrical cut. Oh my god! I did too. (laughs) Anyways, what's your point? Here we go. Uh, Okay, you lost it. There we go. No, 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 no! Don't fuck you guys. I'm just embarrassed (laughs) now. (laughs) Hey Keith, I can edit this out for you. Okay. Yeah. Can can you bring Can you bring Zen in? (laughs) Hold your hand. um, Got it. No. What was that? My joke doesn't work because I don't know what beer he drank in two. What was the non-corona beer that he was all into? First Remember of all, that? you're in four. Five that God he drank in non-corona <laughs> <See>? beer. <laughs> it's a Brazilian beer. Yeah, the no. other okay, the other beer, the not corona beer. How would it have been with. two? He's not even in two. I don't okay. <laughs> Keith, <laughs> Keith, go take a lap. Hold take on, I got, and bring, I got, come back. Focus. I got more notes. I got more notes. <laughs> I will say, uh, Keith, think about your notes. I, I'll bring this joke up. I love the fact that the what, the scene after the shootout at Shaw's little uh, hideout, and like Mister Nobody's like bleeding out. It's like, oh my god, oh, and he's like, Dom, do me a favor. Try that Belgian ale whenever you get back. <laughs> what the fuck? What that was so. I only oh. drink Coronas. <laughs> Fucking bitch, drink a different type of beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he just only eats like chicken nuggies and macaroni and cheese. No, <laughs> uh, but what uh, we haven't talked about is how come uh, apparently now you can drive ninety miles per hour into a head-on collision and just be totally fine. Jesus, some of the car wrecks in this movie were just insane. <laughs> they walked somehow, away from. Because How many somehow, cars did Vin Diesel fucking have to carry his fucking ass out of in this movie? And the writers really had the audacity to think that they could like write that off with like, listen, if you put a if you put a found if you put like a protection frame around you, you can wreck these cars more. That was like the their only justification for that shit. Uh do you guys want to take a guess how many cars were destroyed in this movie? Ooh, I'm excited. 69. Fuck you. What? There's, 200, there's nothing. <laughs> 230. I think I'm surprised at how low that is, considering what happened in LA and like the fucking scenes that they did in the mountains. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't more. Uh, by the way, uh, to our, we go back for a minute when we're talking about how uh, Mia wasn't really a big thing uh, in this movie. It's because she was also filming the canceled TV show Dallas. Jesus. Oh. So, and she was saying that uh, 
given right, the most what, of her scenes were on. Was she or, actually pregnant? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Sammy told me not to tell this joke. So I probably should say maybe go with that. Go with maybe, it. Maybe go with no, that. Say it. So when she was like, I was like, how does he not know she's pregnant? She's wearing like pregnant ass clothes. Oh, we, 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 when I watched this with the producer and she did the same thing because she knows the thank, sex, the thank child. You. <laughs> like, like, no, she's yeah, wearing like, you'd have to like, be four, four, five three, months yeah. pregnant. Four months. You know, the sex of the child. Oh, I was like, she yo, that's a pre- that, that, that's a pregnant shirt she's wearing. <laughs> that's like, like well, she so knows. What a shitty husband to just not realize your wife isn't having her period anymore. I know. <laughs> Maybe it's just depression, you know. No. Well, no, that's okay. It's it's helping my theory about Paul Walker's sex life. He just has like, he has had sex literally three times: one time yeah. in the shop, and then the two other times to have the children. Yeah, he just has very successful missionary. <laughs> once um, once once every two months lights off can't have socks on full eye contact uh but yeah she was that's why she wasn't part of this movie a lot interesting <sighs> yeah uh i know joe else? and i originally like our whole conspiracy theory when this movie first came out is we thought they were gonna kill her character yeah and then they backtracked when paul walker died yeah i thought she was gonna be gone like we assumed she was supposed to originally die in that blast in LA. They could they, have had they, they backtracked thought, it yep. when Paul Walker died. They could have had her become the new guy. The new Paul Walker. Yeah. I mean not. She I mean maybe they do with nine. Maybe yeah. nine. That yeah, that makes sense. I which I, makes I, it which leaves that whole glo- like huge plot hole of like, why is Mia in the movie but fucking Brian? Like he's obviously not, yeah. Obviously, you're like, oh, because Paul Walker's dead. But like, in universe, you're like, why? Why would Mia be here? But, but Brian's not. Like, and why? that's where we go further on with these movies because with we, you know, of the fact, well, why is she here? But he's not. What's stopping him from coming? And like in your you head, know, you're like, but oh, she's cause, here because Paul Walker's dead. Yeah. Like in universe, you're like, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. So let's talk about the some of the fight scenes. Oh yeah, the, oh yeah. So we our fir- our first stuff. our first one was with the uh, Deckard Shaw and Hobbs as the rock hits a rock bottom through a glass table. Yeah, I have a very big note <laughs> in my thing going rock bottom, rock bottom. <laughs> By God, what do you guys think of the idea? What they're doing with the camera zoom, like the James, uh, James Wan thing of like the camera moves with the body that's falling. So it's straight up. But once uh, Statham goes vertical, then the camera does. So it follows all the way down. I I'm content. That's my, that's my guy, Richie theory. Your guy, Richie thing. There? I think it's like, I think, cause I think James Wan is very, I mean, you guys kind of joked with me a little bit, but James Wan made saw insidious and conjuring. Like those are three of the like pretty big movies of the last whatever, 10, 15 years. I this really was like his first how, non-horror. Like yeah. how did he broach like getting out of the horror genre like he is so entrenched in the horror genre oh, yeah to be like nah dude i'll just go do fucking fast seven you know this massive franchise that has like a huge following ah, it's fine i'll do it don't worry about it and it's weird because yeah, there's like those movies like saw and conjuring and insidious are nothing like i mean not smart. even like 
movies. Like it's very like high level, like thinking <laughs> horror. Yeah, and it's like there's not there's not even I'm I'm trying to think it like lighting style like artistically not even there's not even in like the same ballpark as seven. It's like it's amazing how different like the like the the camera work the like this is his different. first this is his first non horror movie. Yeah. No, I think that he, I think he watched Snatch and Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels with Jason Statham and was like, oh, I can do a Jason Statham action scene. I got this. <laughs> I also, like, this was the first movie within the franchise where, like, I was, I noticed how pretty it looked. Like, all the pictures looked really good. The coloring throughout it was really good, except when they went back to LA and did that, like, old school fast and the furious stand above the city thing they put the grainy filter back on i'm like no fuck that shit stop doing that like yeah this was a looked really good was that six where i kept on complaining about the lack of color in it yeah 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 London and shit. that was yeah this was, this was refreshing to see like bright bright greens and bright greens and yellows and like it was nice and like even <laughs> when they went to abu dhabi where like you could just get really washed out because you're in the desert and stuff it yeah still, that, still that, felt really vibrant yeah, yeah, oh, it looks cool. And that, that, that like, the part, uh, the fashion in this movie. This movie, like, we, we aren't ranking it, but this movie has the coolest suits and outfits. Oh, yeah, easily. Love it. Like, uh, except for... Tom wears his shitty mechanic shirt still for, like, half the movie. Oh, Guys, yeah. he wore a tank top in his wedding. <laughs> he wore all white. Dom loves white tank tops. Yes, he does. No, I've got a note, however. Yeah, he has... No, Dom has terrible fashion. He wore a suit with no tie. Remember when they all put on these like these like multiple thousand dollar outfits to go to the party and that the big skyscraper? Yeah. And he puts on his fucking like fancy suit, but he just looks like a he looks like a fucking waiter. <laughs> it looks like he's busting tables in that outfit. That's the busting nuts and busting tables. Not the them driving up in five glorious cars. Someone has a Bugatti. I think oh, someone yeah. had um like not a Ferrari. I think someone had um Oh, what was the other one? Like, there's three gorgeous cars, and then someone had a fucking Dodge Viper, and Dom <laughs> was driving a fucking Charger. <laughs> he loves Dom, his American Dom's so cars. basic. <laughs> I'm like, someone gets a Bugatti, and someone else is driving a fucking Dodge Charger? I know. I'm pretty sure I could go down and finance a Dodge Charger right now. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. <laughs> uh, but... In this, the fight scene with the Statham and Rock, Rock gets blown out of the building trying to save Elena from a, gr- a grenade. Oh, that Falls, is what, six story stories lands at least. on a car, and all he has is a fractured <laughs> a collarbone and a broken leg. <laughs> hey, and Elena's totally fine because landing on the Rock's body is like landing on a pillow. That's so, a pretty good joke. More like, uh, a, hey, the yeah. Rock, more like paper. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> Did you know oh, two laps? Yeah, two laps. That's funny. Uh, no, then we have, it's not. Then like this this is like <laughs> I know we, we say in like every every fast movie, like this is like the beginning of them becoming superheroes. Shaw, uh, Deckard and Dom drive at each other what at maybe 80, 90 miles per oh, yep, hour. Yep, yep. And just crash into each other and then they both get out like nothing happened. It's because they're in the soft, cozy pillow, uh, pillows. Yeah, the cars are pillows. I mean, we watched fucking Dom 
fly across a goddamn intersection on a bridge and catch someone and then land on a car, and they were totally fine. It's someone so cars on, are just pillows. Driving on Coburg Road here in Eugene, someone rear-ended me at like 15, it had to have been 15, 20 miles an hour tops. And I lurched forward and it did like $700 worth of damage to my car. And like I bet <laughs> your back was kind of sore for Oh, uh, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> that was 15, 20 miles an hour, maybe. Can we talk about how great some of the one-liners in this movie are, though? Like when Deckard Shaw is in the building for the first time and Rock goes, or no, he's, I think he's talking to Vin in the hospital later. And he's like, I'm going to beat his ass so bad, he will have wished his mama had kept her legs closed. Uh, I'm yeah. like, Jesus Christ, that line is awful and yet awesome at the same time. I liked time. it. I liked it. The Rock, the Rock, he, the, uh, whatever, he was, he kept, he was throwing a bunch of shit against the wall and trying to figure out what it would stick as far as one-liners go. So he was kept on trying and trying and trying and trying. And a few of them stuck. Like, I forget. I thought I had a note of one other liked, but I can't find it. But yeah, no, I, I liked it. I liked the Rock's one-liners in this one. They were corny. All of his like silly woman jokes were kind of, they're trying to establish him as like this like old man kind of thing, humor, which is a little weird. I like Tyrese's line when he wouldn't uh, jump his car out of the plane. He's like, I'm just going to stay up here. We'll, we're going to hold it down from up here. Yeah, We're yeah. going to fly back and check on you guys. Oh, oh. So, just great. I just love so much of it. So let's talk about that. So uh, one of the scenes that I, what we love is them trying to figure out how to save Ramsey, who's on like a tour bus as they're on a, they're going to go across this mountain ridge, but only has one road, but they have, you know, all the security they need. So how do we get there? And Roman's like, you know, I'm sick and tired of Dom and Brian making the rules. I, I can be the leader here. <laughs> all right. What do you got? Oh, uh, not right now. I wasn't ready. Um, uh, so- what do you got? Okay. We're, we'll go right there. How, okay. W- how do we get there? Uh, Tez, what do we got? I got an idea. But see, like, that whole scene also made sense. A good leader does know how to delegate. Tyrese is correct. Oh, yeah. Yes. No, I so, appreciate it because in, in, in my line of work with the with the Forest Service, like, uh, we, do, we do a lot, tons and tons and tons of leadership trainings and videos and classes. And, like, the I, I, I thought that scene was so funny and so good. He was like, because like being being decisive and then knowing when and how to delegate and like defer to expertise is such like a fun, like a pillar of leadership. <laughs> like yep. and he nailed it. I loved it. <laughs> so, Ted, I got an idea. So I we, I I love the scene of them talking about how, you know, hey uh, Roman, if you need some uh, diapers, they're in your glove department, because <laughs> the idea is to drop planes from a cargo plane drop the cars. drop cars yeah so keith you asked me a stupid idea (laughs) i mean it makes no goddamn sense and in no way shape or form would work the way they made it work i don't fucking care it was badass i loved it so keith you asked me earlier did they use real cars or cgi well they used real cars sick that's why it looks so good they wanted it to feel real and how to fulfill the audience's expectations. The stunts took months to prep. Uh, cameras need to be mounted on the cars so that Sick. would not be destroyed when the cars landed. 
Um, the crew had to figure had to figure a way to get the cars out of the plane. Uh, they performed a dry run by having a car fly out out of the plane uh, six times. They were uh, dropped in an Arizona desert. Uh, for the um, actors, they use like a um, a ten cameras. Where is it at? Uh, a three sixty degree range giant gimbal, so you can get their what they look like inside. Um, the car speed would be between one hundred thirty and one hundred forty miles per hour. Wow! So yes, they used real cars. <laughs> <laughs> and when the cars dropped, so they dropped the car. And then when they did the scenes of them getting down safely, they used the crane for that. Nice. And I mean, that's why like the scene where Roman like keeps flying in the background, you can tell that it's just kind of being held up there and like run along a line. And I don't care. Cause that scene was fucking hilarious of don't worry, Roman, we'll be back for you. Ah! I'm back, bitches, as he says later on in the movie. Also, again, Tyrese being a fucking epic badass, he's the one who first gets a shot in at fucking Shaw. He's the one who ends up knocked... Well, I mean, he doesn't push him off the end of the cliff, but he put him in the situation that gets him sent off the cliff. Tyrese Mm -hmm. is a badass, and I love him. So then then we get the whole scene of them driving up to the uh, caravan of the tour bus, and then they have to fight off the tour bus that has uh, machine guns on each side. So they use Tej's Hummer as their shield, bulletproof uh, car. And then they, you know, do the old way of shooting the uh, a hook, two hooks in, ripping the back off. Then that's when Paul Walker gets in. So this is a huge action scene because you have Paul Walker fighting Tony Jaw and four other guys in the tour bus. And then you have the rest of the crew dealing with, you know, the vans, the cars, everything from that. But also, you know, Rick, you're saying earlier how you didn't like Statham. I like this part of like Statham showing up. And it's like, oh, great. Another situation has been added to this. You know, besides the guns and cars, it's great. The guy that's trying to kill you all has just showed up. I just felt like it's, it felt so much like just like, Oh, here's an extra three cherries on top of your already badass Sunday. Like it just didn't <laughs> feel totally necessary to me. Yeah. So um, some people like extra cherries. God, like there's so many scenes in this movie where you're like, that's stupid and defies like any theory, like actual abilities. And you just don't care because they built it into the like universe so well. Like Paul Walker running up a bus and then jumping, like that's not how that would work, but I didn't care. The scene was badass, and Michelle Rodriguez flipping a car's ass around so he could grab it. Obviously, Paul Walker would just tread his shoulders in that situation. Uh, that was real. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fuck. The scene, the scene of Brian jumping off the bus was a real stuntman doing it all without any computer graphics. Cool. Jesus. Well, you know what? That bus scene worked so well for me, and I was thinking about it because it, it kind of reminded me of—I don't know how familiar you guys are with Jurassic Park Two, but it reminded me of the 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 RV or camper or whatever that was in Jurassic Park Two, hanging off the cliff. Yeah, but there was those cool the cool shots looking down trying to climb up. Like 
that's what like that scene that scene was so good with the bus i loved it that was like that was good action it like and jurassic park 2 pops in my head and that's one of the greatest action sequences like ever <laughs> so oh, it was a like, bus over the side yeah like the only good part about two yeah no and that part it's like good enough for me to like jurassic park 2 i think this is one <laughs> of the fired. i think this is one of the first i might be wrong that the fast and furious movie has an a plot and b plot that are like they're trying to make at least 50 50 <laughs> yeah they got because a, they were keeping a couple different eggs in that basket because you have you have the Shaw situation, and then the whole issue with this whole fight scene, the re, the fight scene in the tour bus is to get God's eye, and that's when we meet Ramsey. What do you guys think of her? She was fine. I mean, it wasn't. She was like the act. The acting was good. The character yeah. was good. She like she was a Fast and Furious character, and pretty yeah. like one. She was one dimensional. She like served one single purpose. But yeah, no, she was. It was she was fine. That's yeah, how I think. Like I don't feel like she overly added anything to the group, but she also didn't detract from the group in yeah. any way. So then we also, also get I Dom. Mean, she's got Tyrese and Luda thirsting. So that yeah. scene was hilarious. Yeah. Those well, the, we, the, those jokes are getting a little aged, where they constantly just like come like act like the like drooling fucking Looney Tunes characters whenever they see a woman. Like yeah, that that bit that bit's getting a little aged. That works more. That works better and. Fast and Furious 2 or whatever. <laughs> was like, it doesn't go so good anymore. We also get Dom driving off a mountain. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that was another one of the ridiculous wrecks. Put on your helmet and you see if... You put on uh, a helmet, but I'm Vin Diesel, so I'll be fine. Okay. This was a little, like a little silly nitpick of mine. It was a tiny little detail, and it's at the end of the movie, and I'm sorry for bringing it up now, but why they, they were yelling at them for doing CPR on him. Like that was making me so mad. Like, why would you stop doing CPR? Well, cause they thought he was just dead. Well, yeah, I, but I you, that, I, I don't know. As, as a hero person myself, that should upset me. It's like, no, you keep I, doing I'm that. I'm sorry. As a what? Hero person, the first responder. You're welcome. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're, you're welcome for my service. Uh, one uh, thing I want to hook back to is in the Michelle Rodriguez like, fight. You keep doing that CPR. Sorry. <laughs> um, I just want to add that Michelle Rodriguez fucking stomped a bitch in the vagina with a heel. I don't know if that was in the theatrical release, but it was in the extended edition. She Not the Ronda she, Rousey fight. Yes. And she straight up stomped on one of the guards vaginas with her heel. And I was like, God damn, that is Ooh. awesome. No, that. Ronda Rousey's only role. Okay, we we haven't been, haven't we haven't complained about her yet. She's so bad at acting. All she does is like wink at the camera. That she was like, like what two lines or something. They were both terribly <laughs> delivered. Well, and they like didn't trust her enough to do anything. So, guys, oh, she was busy filming Expendables three at the time. Because I she still have never seen Expendables. That's all. That's a series. I'm just saying. I love yeah. the first two. Yeah. <laughs> uh so we get that we get that action scene. Uh, I like the I like the scene after is when they're check, Brian, you know, being the old copy is like, all right, like, how's your head? You good? Any uh, any vibrations? Anything? Just let me know. Huh. And then I like how Ramsey like pinpoints every person in the group. 
You have Alpha for Vin, Mrs. Alpha for Letty. <laughs> double Alpha. <laughs> Brian yeah. was... She wasn't perfect, Joe. She missed double Alpha. No. Oh, yeah. Brian, who was... What was Brian? I forgot what he... It's like cop military or whatever. Oh, yeah. Cop, ex-cop military yeah. something. Uh, hack tech for Tej. And then I think, was it uh, Roman? Not double alpha, but He's Joker. Joker. Yeah. Joker. Or no, no, no. double the, alpha. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, she was boring. I don't know. Now that we're talking about her, I didn't like her. She just didn't add anything. She, she didn't was, add much. She was just like, she happens. She was literally just a device. She just only knew. She like knows a little bit about this thing. So they need her. She created it. That's why. She yeah. did have like one of the greatest action scenes in the movie though, where they did the sweet double car pirouette and she jumped from one window of a car to another. Hot potato. Yeah. Also, uh, so Under Armour. Apparently, both it's, gives clothing it's, to good guys and bad guys. <laughs> it's all, it's also like Corona in that like, <laughs> they just must show it whenever they can. <laughs> they are Under Armour equal opportunity. Doesn't care what you do in the world, but we will supply you with the with a size one too small for you to wear. Oh yeah, The Rock loves wearing tight shirts. Very funny. Very. And funny. you can also be a bad person and get Under Armour. Uh, <laughs> just like oh, Tony so Jaw. <laughs> Uh, what else? What uh, action scenes? We have uh, the sh- the realistic scene of Dom lifting a car up so Brian can pull the god's eye out of. Not have not enough lift, time. By the way, huh? he lifted that with like all with his back. Like he yes. would have just. I did love the part though where Brian's like, "Hey, you got this." She's like, "Motherfucker, get under the car." Uh, you're holding it on, yeah. And then the the most realistic thing you can think of, them driving the car building to building to building. I appreciate how this movie kind of makes fun of itself at times, though. Like when later they're in that dude's garage and he's like, you flew a car between two buildings. <laughs> well, well, actually, it was three buildings. Oh, that makes it all okay. Well, they made the joke in the very beginning of the movie when Brian's playing with his kid, Jack, when the Jack throws the car and he's like, cars can't fly. And it's like, yep, oh, yep cars yeah. can't fly. I also made that note because as we've seen in the trailers for Fast 9, cars can also apparently go to space. We'll find that out in 9. That uh, was... I, 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 I'm sorry, I got interrupted by something to walk away. I just don't want to. I don't want to walk away from the car jumping between buildings scene without commenting how fucking cool it was. Yeah, like it was very, very cool. The cars can't fly line was very cool. Do we know what what kind of car was that? It was super rare. There was like seven in the world. I don't know if it was a real car or not. Yeah, that's one of like the peak. That's like one of the peak cars in the series. I think that was like. Yeah, the like the he was like fishtailing around in circles to build up speed so he could jump between buildings. Yeah, that was it was very very good, very good. I'm trying to see if I can find that car and I cannot find it just yet. Um, then we have uh, the shootout at Shaw's hiding place. I like the fact that like he's like, yeah, I know you guys are coming here, so you know, play coy. One of the great, <laughs> another one of the greatest one-liners in this movie. I don't have friends. 
I got family. Oh, yeah. I got family. It's like, yeah, Saturday Night Live picked that one up. That was probably right around when that sketch came out. Like, the, the movie knows itself so well. Deckard Shaw's just like, well, I got a bunch of friends. And they all come <laughs> busting in. <laughs> uh, is a Lycon Hypersport. Jesus. It's the third most expensive car in the to ever be made. <laughs> and they destroy it. I like the the scene where it's falling by that party in the third building is so good when they're just like all drinking tea or coffee or whatever. It's also kind of an awkward scene because you're like, mm, I bet there's some real like domestic violence that goes on in that household. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that uh car is worth three point four million. Oh. So not much. Chump change. Yeah. We get the shootout there. Uh, then we go, we take the war back to LA. Then we get the crew playing hot potato with Ramsey as they're trying to find the drone, follow the drone, or no, follow the helicopter as they're being chased by a drone that's being used for God's eye. They're using Ramsey to hack her own device of God's eye. That as all that felt weird because, like, they made it sound like, oh, we needed to stay within two miles of the helicopter. But then it just became a we're just running away from everything and the helicopter just happens to be close enough to do the hack. I think they just didn't know that there was going to be a drone. They they just thought they were going to be coy. Well, but they set up the whole thing and then like they didn't like play into like the helicopter being too far away. Like the helicopter just stayed within two miles of that tower the entire time. Yeah. Because they said like, oh, I've got to be within two miles to be able to hack it. Uh, like they set up this whole premise and then didn't play into the premise at all. Like during the actual chase scene, it felt weird. Uh, then as all that's happening, we get the uh, Toretto Deckard Shaw fight on the, uh, at the parking lot. So Dom's an idiot though, right? Again, though, a great one liner of, Oh, you thought this was going to be a street fight. You're <laughs> goddamn Right. Like, any, shoot, him. shoot him with the shotgun dom in any other movie just shoot him yeah there was a lot of just shoot him moments and then like i know it's it's silly to nitpick in these fast and furious movies because they've all they're all literally super strong superheroes but they were like dual wielding these 48 pound fucking wrenches that like take effort to hold with two arms and they were just spinning them around like they were weightless nothings yeah, and you got a huge erection from it because it was sexy as fuck. It was no, it was cool. That's why I'm saying it's silly to be nitpicking, but it's something I noticed. <laughs> what was uh was Shaw using like a windshield wiper as a it weapon? Just, it was rods off the car. Rods it like off bra- it or something. It was just okay. bracers that were in the car that he pulled out of it. So we have all that. Uh one the the crew loses the signal so Brian has to go through and fight through 10 people and killed Tony Jaw by tying a barrel to his waist and then tossing down an elevator shaft. And gives you another great one-liner of too, too slow, slow, bro. I was like, such needless shit talk, and I love it. <laughs> he's just he's dying. <laughs> he's- <laughs> too slow, bro. Uh then we get uh the terrorist group that Mr. Nobody's going after shoot a missile at Dom and Shaw at the top of the uh, 
parking lot. And then Dom does the line of, you know what the thing about street fights? The street always wins. And then like Kurt stomps on the road and then that like, it collapses the parking structure onto Shaw. That should have killed him. Oh, we yeah. see him. Should he's, be dead. He's dead. You know who we Daddy haven't seen? Not. Giselle. That's who. So I'm, I'm just going to say it. Till, Wouldn't it be funny if in that opening scene, like they have the shot of the Shaw brothers in the room. And then like as he's walking out, you just pass by another room and she's just like hanging out there. Yeah. Like, totally <laughs> fine. Like she's in rehab doing physical therapy or something. Like I told you. Like, yeah. I, I got squished by a plane. <laughs> yeah. What about you guys? Don't talk. Don't want to talk about it. So what? So as all this is happening, so the rock, he's really not in this movie because he's got beat up. (laughs) Yeah. The most realism is that, you know, he's in the hospital (laughs) for the movie as a, he, do you guys know what he was watching when they, uh, Interrupted. Oh, okay, Keith. Do you know what they were what, what he was, was watching, watching when they interrupted for the breaking news at the all hell breaking loose in downtown? Keith, do you know what The Rock did in college? Played football. Yeah. Okay. What was The Rock watching on TV before it went to breaking news? Oh, I forget. They they did a couple weird references. I forget what was he watching. He was watching football. Oh, that's funny. He was but... watching himself. <laughs> In football, yeah. it's a that's, scene of him from Miami. That's funny. The cam- yeah, Fast and Furious loves winking at the camera. <laughs> so then they wink it way too much, as I love it. That Hobbs is like, I guess I gotta go to work. So he flexes his arm out of a cast. That was cool. I appreciated that. I appreciated that part. Like he's that's in a boot so for his corny. leg. His leg healed up. But his he just bam and then rips the cast off. I'm like, and he takes like ten pills, and he's like, I gotta go to work. Yeah, he was ready the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was just like, fuck it, I'm getting some time off. It's fine. Yeah, but I, also, I, I, how I bad cheesy. must that arm have smelled? I know, I know, Keith, you had an injury in which you had to get a cast. Yeah, I had an injury in which I had to wear a thing on my arm when I broke it. That shit gets to smells real bad. Oh yeah, it, it's not good, and like it would have been all atrophied and weak. I guess I mean who knows how long you had it, but. <laughs> Anyways, they're superheroes. Yep. As then Dom, as we get the return of Hobbs by crashing in an ambulance and hitting, rumming it off a, a bridge into the drone, gets out, and then two shots the drone. To kill it. <laughs> Double tap. I kind of hated, hated that scene. Because I'm just like, how would he have timed dropping the ambulance on the drone? How would he possibly have done that? And I if think it hadn't it... worked out, was he just going to drive an ambulance off of this bridge and just like crash head on? I call it science. <laughs> then he pulls out a, a gun that we saw from Predator 1 and takes aim at a helicopter. Jeez. This then leading to Dom, after the uh, parking structure collapse, gets in his car, drives circles, finds a ramp, yells, tells himself, don't miss, and then he puts the NAS on and then flies a car, 
car near a helicopter with a bag full of grenades that Shaw had in his car, puts it around the bottom of the helicopter, and from 400 feet away, Hobbs shoots it with a gun and blows up the helicopter. Hey, but at least it took him a few tries. I mean, he's not perfect. (laughs) Yeah, it was a second (laughs) shot. (laughs) Ridiculous. With him not knowing what's in the bag, he just shot at it. Can we, so like the helicopter mentions at one point, like, hey, there's F-16s finally coming. This is a slow fucking response from the American military to an attack helicopter in one of its mega metropolises firing rockets off and a drone. Like, Checks out. Shouldn't, shouldn't they have been there, you know, a little faster than they were? Oh yeah, there's like, there's, there's, mil- there's like military bases up in Northern California. They could have been there in like five minutes. <laughs> I mean, there's a major, I guess it's not uh, an aircraft, like yeah. it's a Navy base in San Diego, but still like, what the fuck? I would ask what was, what would be worse, that or the uh, 400 mile uh, plane <laughs> ride oh, that yeah. we did in six? No, the, the 300 mile runway is a little sillier. Yeah. So let's get back to one of Keith's favorite scenes where they stop performing CPR on Dominic Toretto. Which <laughs> leads to, they're... again, one of my favorite lines of Letty, like, professing her love to Dom, telling him that she remembers everything and going, why didn't you tell me we were married? You can't tell someone they love you. <laughs> like, fuck, that's a good line. It was. It was. That was a good part. I'm just being nitpicky and silly with the CPR thing, but that that you, scene was you, nice. You really are. And then people cut onions in the room because then we go to the ending of the movie of the fact that you see the crew on a beach, but then you see Brian and Mia playing with Jack and then the crew realizing, you know, this is it. They all get their line. This is, it isn't going to be the same now. It's not the same. And then they uh all right, hold on. Okay. All I know that, that that part's very touching and all, but that's that fourth wall shit I keep complaining about. Like they in that in the movie's universe, Brian O'Connor is not dead. He's just like going off to live with his wife and two like kid and upcoming kid. They're not gonna be out of contact, they're not going anywhere. And yeah, they, but Keith, like this they were they're blurring the lines here. Come on, dude. Fuck off. <laughs> no, that's it's silly. What, it's very what would silly. you do? What would you do, Keith? I would if, like, if hey. you made a movie, if you made a movie and one of the actors dies in the movie in real life and he films 70 to 80% of the movie, but they have three more movies to go. All right. If I were a, if I were a main a lead writer in the seventh film in a popular franchise. I would have had to fit the fucking character. I don't know. It's like, I'm not going to like have them deliver some real life eulogy on screen to me. Like, that's ah, that. fuck you, Swellen. That scene was great. Oh, it was touching. It was touching. It was like, it was, of course, it's like, it was tragic. But like, that character is just, he's not like going anywhere. He's not, it's not like he's going to not be in contact with his family anymore. He's like, he's just going off. He's just, he happens, he was playing on the beach and they were all like talking like they were never, ever, ever going to see him again. What I mean, well, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> oh, Keith. Oh, Keith. As uh, 
Wiz Khalifa's song "See You Again" <laughs> featuring Charlie Puth. Charlie playing. Puth. Poop. Puth. And then we get the final scene of Dom driving off. You know, hey, you're not going to say goodbye, and it's like, you know, this ain't goodbye. Dom knew, according to Keith, that this is not goodbye. And then he drives off. However, Paul Brian O'Connor shows up. Then they drive off to a montage of all Brian of, of Paul Walker. Throughout the whole film, it was very touching. And the, like the uh, the thing of the like the car separates left, and Vin drives straight. It where is it? It's like it's something in the. Uh, let me see if I can find it. But it's something to do with um, like army and stuff. Like if a fallen comrade happens, that's what they kind of do. Uh, of like like flight or something like a car will like a a plane will drift left while everybody goes right to show that off beautifully white supra (laughs) a callback to the first movie Uh uh-huh oh was it a supra yeah that's pretty cool that nice that's clever but yeah that that. little a little i won't lie here it was a little someone cut the onion for the nah, I'll own it. I wasn't. There's no goddamn onions. I had tears in my eyes. Like it was <laughs> emotional. Like I watched this late. Like I finished it like at eleven. Like I was still fucked up about that for like at least another forty five minutes. Like <laughs> fuck that shit got to me. Oh, I always love. I, I love it when they do the. It's always it. It always hits when they do the montage of the clips from over the years. Like I like the old pictures from Fast and Furious one and two and on the different movies. Like. That was a nice touch. But, but Keith, they broke the fourth wall. You know, they showed a montage. Yeah, that shit was fine. But if okay. you're going to tell me they're pretending that he's going to disappear for the rest of their life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this movie was dedicated, dedicated to Paul Walker as at the end. Since there's no end credit scenes, it does say for Paul at the end. So no after credits in this one, I think yeah. this is the first one without like a mid or after credit. It is. See, I told you I didn't miss anything. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> so, oh, that was a, uh, I enjoyed the movie. So let's go to the budget and all that good stuff. And you guys will be blown away. I tell you. By the way, the char- the uh, "See You Again" song at the time was the number one YouTube video of all time. Now that it's song, at number four. That song slapped. I believe yeah. it. I listen to the radio a lot when I'm driving around for life and work, and that song drove me crazy because they played it every like 15 minutes that year. It it got it's number four now. It got like 2.9 million in like. For the longest time. So let's go to the box office for Furious 7. It came out April 1st of 2015 or April 3rd. Apologize. The opening Friday, it got, I'll just say this, it got $67 million on opening Friday. Did we ever say the budget? No, I was going to do that now because the budget for this was $190 million. A lot more. I mean, they had to do a lot of fucking reshoots and CG and stuff. So that's going to drive your yep. budget up quite a bit. Yep. Uh, let's go. The gross for this movie 
domestically in the states of the United States, three hundred and fifty-three million dollars. Okay. Let me guess. So then they've usually done better internet. Did this movie? I'm going to say five hundred million internationally. So this movie raked in almost eight hundred million dollars. Okay. Keith, you want to take a guess for international? Yeah. I'll go uh, 480 million. Okay. Uh, this movie internationally got 1.1 billion dollars. This movie made almost 1.5 billion. It did. it did combined. Holy worldwide. shit! 1.5 billion dollars for this movie. God damn! No wonder they keep fucking wanting to kick these out, even though Vin Diesel's kind of over it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it surpassed or whatever. <laughs> it surpassed Avatar to be the fastest movie to gross over a billion. Jesus. Um it was in 20 in 2015 the Furious 7 was the fourth highest grossing film of all time. Jesus. That's insane that this movie is one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Yeah. So I remember this one did have a bigger impact than six did it's like dark knight going into it because of uh you know the passing of heath ledger this had the passing of uh, paul walker so they want to see what they would have done with him and this was also the 20th film to gross over a billion dollars so let's go to that box office shall we uh, for yeah, april 3rd here we go for number 10 coming in in its fifth week with about one million dollars the second best exotic marigold hotel. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Number nine at uh, in its third week with one point five million. Do you believe? I've never heard of that one. Oh, is that that sounds like one of those like cynical religious movies? Is that like a Beatles thing? No. Do uh, you believe? No, it, it's a god. Oh no, movie. you're right, Keith. And it so is. God, yeah. It's a god is that movie. Brian Bosworth. I'm sure is Kevin Sorbo in it. Kevin Sorbo is probably in it. No. 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 Uh, Sean Lee Astin Majors is in, is in it. I think Brian Brian Bosworth is in this movie. God damn it! That movie was directed <laughs> by John Gunn. <laughs> nope not not that gun. Nope, is a gun. Gun was one end. <laughs> no, nope, it's two ends. Not that gun. We're good. Hey, Maria Servant Servino? Maria Servino is in that movie. Uh coming in at number eight in its eighth week with 1.8 million. Kingsman Secret Service. Ooh, nice. I love that franchise. We'll do that at some point. Coming in at number seven in its first week with two million Woman in Gold, a Helen Mirren and Ryan Reynolds movie. I don't remember that at all. Same. Uh, Coming in at number six in its fourth week with 2.5 million, It Follows. Oh, that was a good movie. Another horror film? Probably. Um, Mm -hmm. Number five in its third week with 10 million, Insurgent. Insurgent. 
Insurgent. Was that the Matt Damon one? No, Insurgent's the one with the... Oh, it's a divert. It's part of the Divergence Oh, series. yeah. Shailene Woodley, yeah. We the are Divergence certainly series. doing those movies. Fuck, Fuck you, you were doing those movies. No, we're going to do... We, we got to do the Young Adult series. That's such a... No. That's such like a period... That's such like a symbol of a time in history. That's the... <laughs> Did they? Isn't that the one they didn't even finish? Oh yeah, no, they were so bad. It's like we, like yeah, mock like Hunger Games, Divergent, just like books for children that were made into popular big movies. That Maze Runner <laughs> fucking series. Yeah, Maze Runner is one of them. We should do that one. That I couldn't. I I tried multiple times to finish the first movie, and I could never get through. That'd it. be so fun to watch Maze Runner. It's a series. Damn. Joe's just over I'm, here hating life right now. I'm, get, I'm getting inspired. Coming in at number four, and it's uh fourth week with 10 plus million Cinderella. That's some like the, modern Disney the live reboot. reboot. Yeah. 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 They did a they, live remake of Cinderella. They love that yeah. shit. Rob Stark's in it. Rob Stark's in it. So he oh, dies in it. Yeah, so yeah. Uh coming in number three with in its second week with 13 million get hard. Get oh. hard. Oh, that's right. the Will yeah, Ferrell that's the Will and, yeah. Ferrell and Kevin Hart. Yeah, coming in at number two in its second week with twenty-seven million. Home is the Jim Parsons Rihanna animated movie. Okay, so that means coming in at number one with a hundred and forty-seven million dollars. Furious Seven. Almost made its budget back in opening weekend. Jesus! If you add, if you add all the top ten, you don't even get close to. Yeah. So let's go to the ratings. IMDb has this at a seven point one, but at the time in twenty fifteen, it got to a seven point three. So it has that dropped feels low. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Ron Tomato, all audience gives this an eighty one. That feels more in oh, line All critics, me. sorry. Top critics give it an 80. And audience give this an 82. Keith, do you have a Roger Ebert review or anything? I do. So Roger Ebert came back from the dead there for a minute to review Tokyo Drift for our last episode here. So unfortunately, he, was, he's back, he went back home to the grave and uh, oh, Odie, Hender- Odie Henderson took over. In a, in in a Odie Henderson's April third, two thousand fifteen review, he gives it three and a half out of four stars. Loved it. Furious Seven is a glorious overcompensation of a film, a, a film so concerned about its rampant rampant machismo that the casual viewer might miss how it Tokyo drifts atop soap opera bubbles. And I, I thought that was a pretty good line, so I'll I'll stick it with there. But yeah, three and a half stars out of four on uh, the Ghost of Roger Jesus. <laughs> I was trying to see if I can find like, you know, uh Oh, a good like a good user A good review. bad one. Yeah. I'll give you one. Um uh, not enough Iggy Azalea. One star. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Is that your take? <laughs> uh one one said um okay, same story but two stretch dead franchise but D E D. Okay. And that came out in March of 2021. <laughs> that was just nice. It's the peak of COVID. <laughs> the peak of COVID. It's like, you know what? Fuck this movie. <laughs> so uh, let's move on. Let's get to our rankings as we're going to rank the crews, the villains, the cars, the action, the highest in overall movie. So let's start off 
with Cruz. We have uh, Fast Five, the first movie. Six, two, three, and four. Where do we put Fury Seven in this? Wait, where did we rank one? Uh, two. Okay. So it's five one right now. Five, five one. Five one six two three four. Yes. Okay. I would put this at two. Yeah, I like, agree to that. It it's a toss up for me between above one and below one, but I'll I'll agree with Joe. I'd say above one. I'd say number two. I'm gonna put it. Uh, I mean, we seem to have a consensus, but I'm gonna put it below one because it was. I thought it was a little cheesy how they just like formed the crew without any effort. He's like, "Well, turns out I already got your crew together." But you knew they were gonna fump, get them anyway. So also, they were kind of. I mean, they were basically together because of the funeral. So he basically just yeah. went and picked them up from the funeral. Yeah, no, that's true. I'd have something. So let's do. Uh, let's talk about the villain. We have Deckard Shaw on our list. We have Gina Carano's Twitter account. His brother Evan uh, uh, Luke Sh- Owen Shaw, Reyes, Johnny Tron Tran, Braga and Phoenix, DK and Carter from Two Past Two Fears <laughs> as the last. So boys, where do we put Jason Statham's character, Deckard Shaw? He'd be second for me. I think his brother was a more diabolical, just like pure evil character. I mean, the dude rolled over people in a tank on a freeway. Like that guy was awful. So I think I go younger Shaw, then older Shaw. Keith? I'm going to go Jason Statham first. He's the, I'm more like entertained watching Jason Statham than the guy from The Hobbit. So, like, I think that Jason, I mean, it was a little, I agree with all the points we made earlier in the episode here that there's some cheesy shit that Jason Statham does in this episode, but I'm just such a Jason Statham fan. I can't, like, he's he's, he's so cool. Uh, I will go older Shaw as well. Um, I just think I agree with both of your points, but I, for me, it was just pretty cool to see him just, I know he is called the shadow in this movie and just shows up whenever, but I just like the cockiness he had and there's like, I'll just fuck you guys up no matter what, you know, like any, I know we said we didn't like the beginning of the movie, but it's like, Hey, if my brother dies, I'm going to come back and kill you. <laughs> I just like that, that mentality. The phone so call bomb was good. You know, for the third time. Uh, let's go to cards as we have four, three, six, five, one, and two. Where do we place seven? The cards were really good in this movie. I would put them above four. I'll have them at one because you have all the cars from the drive, the what they pull up in Abu Dhabi, the car that they drive through the buildings. The car uh, that doesn't fly. <laughs> Boom. Uh, you know, the cars that they, uh, Dom destroyed multiple times in head-on collisions and then going off a mountain, all the chargers he had. Yeah, this one's easy for me. Number one, like that, the, 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 the car up in the skyscraper, the very rare, the, the rare bulletproof car. Yeah, this one's number one. I'll go with it. I don't like. I don't have an argument one way or the other, and we've already kind of agreed that it's the top one. So I'll just go with it. All right. 
action scenes. We have five, six, one, four, two, and three. Where does seven go? Uh, it's top for me. The action yeah, in this movie was spectacular while also keeping like the human side of it all. I the action was great in this movie. I mean, the cars flying between buildings alone is the best action scene, I think, in any Fast and the Furious. That was good. So, yeah, best one for me. I agree. Keith? Ooh. It's a little closer for me, but I'll go first also. But if I, I... It's tied with five in my mind. Okay. Keith with his own mind tiebreakers. Um, heist? Five, two, four, one, six, and three. We have two as our second best heist. That's awesome. Yes, yes, we do. Um, we 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 can't ruin that. It's kind of. <laughs> it doesn't have perfect heists. It has more just mini heists. A lot of mini. You got to steal the god's they, eye multiple times. You got to yeah, break her out of the bus. Break Ramsey. I mean, I'm gonna say two for me personally, just because I loved that breakout scene of the bus. Keith. And then again, stealing the car and flying it between buildings. I can't let it beat two, so it's gonna be number three. Fuck! What he puts do it I do? on you, Joe. He puts what it on do you. Don't break my heart. Don't break my heart. Can I do like two and a half? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm breaking your heart, Keith. It's number two. That's okay. That's fine. I I loved I thought the high scene of them getting Ramsey was awesome. And that to me that alone can maybe destroy anything from Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> so let's go to overall movie. We have five, one, six, two, three, and four. Boys, where do we put seven? Well, this is re- like which one is the better rewatchability? Yes. Um. God, this is hard. What was the list again, Joe? Uh, Fast Five, first one, Fast and Furious Six, Too Fast, Too Furious, Tokyo Drift, and then Fast and Furious. I'm gonna put it at three, just because I. I mean, to me, this is a far superior movie than the first one. But the emotional toll of watching it means I'd like if I just want to watch a movie for a good time, I'm going to watch one instead of watching the superior movie in seven because I, I, I don't want to feel sad. I just want to watch a fun car movie. I don't want to feel really sad. So I'll go five, one, seven. Keith? I, five and one are so many miles ahead. I'm a little disappointed about two and about six being better than two on our list so i'm gonna put it uh i'm gonna put it third five and one or better for nice. rewatch again let's make sure we're clarifying this you're more likely to rewatch those movies yeah i will never i will never choose i will never grab this off the shelf and throw it in there i just won't do it okay so it'll be five one seven six two three and four i mean you could be honest with your rankings then keith and say you'd watch two before you'd watch this one I would, but I'm committed. Okay. <laughs> I mean, go with your balls and yeah. your heart. <laughs> Don't have to, uh, you know, uh, fake your opinion because of a 
What to impress the on a show people? Yeah, <laughs> so, that's, like, yeah. that's like the coolest thing we do. <laughs> God. So let's go to that star glazer and let's. Uh, oh, here we go. Oh Wait. yeah, boys! It's time to glaze them stars. I'm about to glaze oh. them. God, Gross. Yeah. that's my answer. <laughs> Rick, give us a rundown of what we've uh, for the movie so oh, far. Oh God, there's so much to do. Yeah, this All is a right, lot. So Fast and Furious got three stars overall. Too Fast, Too Furious has 2.1. Fast and Furious has 1.3. Fast Five, the highest rated movie on the Starglazer board at 4.6. Fast and Furious 6 has 2.8. Tokyo Drift, 1.8. So, boys, what stars are you giving Furious 7, Mr. Sweatland? All right, I'll go first. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, I fucking just told you you're going first, so. Oh, okay. Um, can you tell me what I gave Fast and Furious 2? You gave Too Fast, Too Furious, two and a half stars. Okay. This gets uh, three stars. Wow. Okay, Joe, what do you give Furious 7? I'll give three and a Wait, hang on. What I give, <laughs> I, I gave I gave Fast Five four and three quarters, I believe, right? Uh, no, you gave Fast Five a hard five. Oh yeah, so that would become the highest rated me. movie on Just the Star Wars board. All right, what I give one? You gave one a uh, hard three. Okay, six because I know everything else would be low. You gave six three and a half. That's way too generous. <laughs> three and three quarters. Three and three quarters. Wow, I am surprised at how much higher I'm going to be than you boys on this. I come in at four and a half. I rate seven as a great movie, as for different reasons on the same level as five. Bump but mine up four to four. And a half. Bump mine up to four. Can you bump mine down? No. no. <laughs> You're stuck. What would you bump it down to? I'm being an asshole. It's fine. It's, it's yeah, no shit. So that brings Furious 7 in at a 3.8. This is a good Tying, movie. This is a good movie. Tying it as our fourth highest rated movie on the Star Glazer board All with right. uh, The World's End. Cool. So our top five at the moment is Fast Five, mm-hmm. Predator, mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead, and then a tie between World's End and Furious 7. Checks out. Checks out. So, boys, this ends Furious 7. There's three movies still to do. Let's There's do it, so baby. Much more. This, was a terrible next, this was a terrible idea. <laughs> as our next movie will be The Fate of the Furious. Although, legit, I'm pretty excited about this one. <laughs> There's a goddamn submarine. Fate of the Furious. Fate runs with eight. So, eight. Furious 8. Wait a minute. This is the eighth film in the series, and they're calling it yes. The Fate? The, yes. The, I don't get it. The Fate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, can't wait to listen to, uh, watch that next week. Um, you can go to nocellentertainment.com. That's right. Nocellentertainment.com to listen to all of our podcasts. You can also find all of us on social medias. Follow No Cell Entertainment on any social media. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'll come in like a wrecking ball.